So what a, one of my friends, I'm trying to think what he texted, actually. He said, uh, um, he wrote, where, we, where, where were you when you found out about Trump? I'll never forget. Shaking right now. So, <laughs> so what exactly is going on? Because you just had your political podcast tonight? Yeah. So look, you know, look, his former lawyer and fixer, Michael Cohen, served jail time for this mm-hmm. in that trial and in that lawsuit donald trump was identified as co-cons unnamed co-conspirator one everybody knew who that was the case was proven in court and michael cohen went he admitted it and then he went to jail no one should be surprised that, I mean, we've known really that once he left office, he could face charges on this. We talked about this six years ago, you know? Yeah. So why people are acting surprised or trying to like, this is, you knew this was coming. Whether this is a jailable offense or not remains to be seen. You know, again, this isn't like. I'm I'm not going to remember where I was <laughs> when I found this out. Like this is not the biggest deal in the world. Uh, yeah. He's under investigation for a couple of other things that would have serious ramifications, but this one, uh, it's not really doing it for me. Yeah, and Joe, another thing is when you see people get so excited and stuff, like you should be. How you said once, you said. Don't get that excited unless it's your father. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, really. It's like, why do you even care? <laughs> like, really? You care that much? Yeah. I don't get it, man. You know, Jimmy <laughs> Carter is about to die. Nobody gives a shit. You know what I'm saying? There's no candlelight vigils. People aren't free. Oh, Jimmy Carter's going to die. Nobody cares. Remember that? Remember when president we just didn't care? Let's get back to those days. Yes. But- <laughs> so jedi you I, I did see one other thing that you would think was interesting this is like a bill gates type thing did you see they made meatballs made out of um, woolly mammoths no i did not they had some like woolly mammoth cells or something and they somehow made it into meatballs and you know how bill gates always wants to do that like weird meat who's gonna eat that i'm not gonna I eat know. that exactly <laughs> I saw a dude on Joe Rogan show and he uh, and his buddies, I guess, found a woolly mammoth mm-hmm. and they cooked it and they ate it and they said it was gross, Ugh. but they had to eat it. Right, right, right. Yeah. Cause you yeah. know, when you find a, a million year old animal, you're thinking, mm. Let's eat. <laughs> yeah. I don't get that boy. Jedi, do you have any uh, any news or anything this week or anything interesting? Um, no, just you know, I, it's hard I to top the former president being indicted. You know, well, yeah. that's school shooting. You know, in Nashville, right? How excited are conservatives right now that it was a trans person that did it? Though, honestly, yeah. Well, it's funny you're saying how excited, how upset. <laughs> Are the liberals, dude? They haven't been this excited seriously since the Boston bombers ended up being Muslims. Excited, we should be sad for the kids. Who of perished. course, we should. But you know what right? else, Jedi? You know what else? 
we should have done something about school shootings like 30 years ago and like 300 school shootings ago. And right now, conservatives are worried about protecting kids from trans story time. Nobody died there. Yeah, I, I will say one thing. The uh, the conservatives, those like those Christmas cards and stuff are obnoxious when they're all holding like machine guns. Yes. <laughs> Again, so worried about indoctrination. Why does your eight year old have a rifle? Like that's indoctrination. Don't again, like you don't see the irony of saying like you're trying to indoctrinate my kids. I'm going to like, no, 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 just don't indoctrinate kids, period. I do Either hate way. how there's a school shooting. Just everyone should be up in arms. Instead, it's like the right and the left yelling at each other still. Well, because listen, we're we're always looking for something other than the gun. You know, oh, uh, it's the trans person. Uh, it's uh, it's the video games. It's uh, it's movies and rap, and it's everything but like that one really obvious thing that we have three hundred fifty million of in this country. The gun, hmm. got to do something about it. I don't know what it is, and I'm not, I'm not a banner, not a banner. You got to well, do something about these guns, man. There's too many in place people will still find a way to use it and obtain guns. Sure. Uh, again, I'm not, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not at all advocating for guns going away, but you got to, this, this happens once a week. Like, come on, we got to figure something. There's got to be, something's got to be figured out. You do have to talk about guns though, in the conversation, whatever that might mean. But, but why is it in serious. the U S why is it in the U.S. like way higher than anywhere else? We have 80% of the guns on the planet are like privately owned in this country. We have a lot of guns. We just have way and too many. Serious mental health issues as well. Throw that in there. And and worse than what Jedi just said is all of the undiagnosed mental illness in this country. You know, and the, those people are the scariest ones. It's really easy to get a gun in this country. It really is. You know, but it something to be said though that the U.S. has the most lenient social media rules here. So I mean, you know how people just get all bent out of shape. There we go. Media. Let's find something else to blame. Uh, again, statistically speaking, right? There's no evidence that video games or violence on in TV or movies is influencing any of these kids into becoming school shooters. No, yeah. I'm talking about like TikTok. Instagram, Facebook, you know, all. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. The advent of social media. But this this started these school shootings started before social media started. Yeah, Go it was like Columbine before Columbine. I mean, what, did stuff happen, but it just wasn't there was no social media or like the, there really wasn't many school shootings. There's always been school shootings. That is for sure. Uh, like go on Wikipedia, look up school shootings. You'll be surprised. To see, I mean, there were enough of them, uh, you know, the last 60 or 70 years. It happens. It's, I mean, if you're deranged and you want to do a lot of damage and screw people up, go shoot a bunch of kids in a school. Yeah. You know, um, the uh, uh, what's the song there from Crosby, Stills and Nash, Ohio. Uh, you know, the the shooting at Kent State University on that. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's you know, it happens. It's a, it's look uh, anywhere where you have a gun free zone. 
like on a school campus, obviously you're vulnerable. The answer, some people say, is to put guns there. Others say that sounds like a shootout waiting to happen. Right? But again, you got to start having the conversation. You got to figure something out. I don't I don't have the answer. I don't. And it's not banning guns. There's too many. It would cost too much money to go get them all. It's just not a feasible plan. And I know the answer isn't to give guns to the teachers. People I don't think it's that either, Todd. You know, yeah. I know too many of these sons of bitches. Crazy. They're good people, but I don't want them armed. And they don't want to be armed either, you know? So yeah. that's, but again, look, I don't criticize Republicans who bring up some of those stupid ideas because it's better than just, you know, thoughts and prayers because that gets you absolutely nowhere. Right. But, you know, look, we all want to protect the kids. We all have different thoughts about how to do it. That's fine. Let's sit down and start talking about it and hammering something out because, boy, this, you know, you're at the point where you're like numb to this. You know, you should be sad every time it happens. And it's hard to be because you're like, ah, I just got over the other one. You know? Yeah, it's crazy. Well, this show is off uh, to a, a bit of a downer. On a positive note, welcome back to Crimes, Conspiracies, and Beyond, Jedi Todd and producer Joe. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Have you ever felt or believed in the guardian angel or ghost, for that matter? What happens when you are, you know, in a serious dilemma, nowhere to turn and no one there to help you? Let's talk about the third man factor or syndrome. Yeah, I've never heard of this, but doing research, I 100% believe in this, Jedi. There's way too many people that are talking about the same type situation happening to them. Where did you hear of this, Jedi, the third man factor? I don't know. I just went down the rabbit hole like I usually do. <laughs> yeah. And, and then it, it came came up for some reason. And I just, you know, because I believe in ghosts. I don't know about you guys. Oh, my God. Can I <laughs> can I tell a story? Can I tell you guys? Yeah, it's, sure. It's, uh, uh, it's a couple minute long story. So I apologize. But yeah, because Jedi, I do believe in ghosts. And oh, here's, here's the reason why. Uh, the year is 2000. And one, um, I was working at a radio station in Portland, Maine. There was a radio personality named Bob Anderson. This is a true story. The Duke of Portland. Um, after 9-11, they had the morning shows coming in on Saturday in case, God forbid, there was another terrorist attack. So Bob had to come in every Saturday morning. And I got to know Bob a little bit. He was um, a gang man. He was um, in his early 60s. He was getting ready to retire. And the reason I bring up 
the fact that he was gay is because he was so looking forward to retirement. And uh, a couple of buddies of mine, I had a couple of gay friends in Maine who were like, oh, Bob Anderson's always at the club. And I was like, oh, wow, no kidding, right? Um, I got to talk to Bob a few times, told me the whole history of Portland radio. Fascinating guy. Had a massive heart attack on a Saturday morning and died live on the air. Oh, my gosh. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, as a matter of fact, the we have an off-air off, off light if you're off the air. Uh, and the station that I worked at was next door, right next door in the studio. The light went off, and uh, the morning girl from my station went over to check on him and found him dead. <gasps> and the microphone was still on, and she yelled, oh, my God, Bob. So we have the funeral. Uh, you know, a few days later, um, they hire a new morning guy. They hire, uh, the morning guy took over for Bob, uh, the afternoon guy took over for Bob and then they hired a new afternoon guy and that'll come into play in a minute. They dedicated the studio. They put a plaque up on the wall. It's the Bob Anderson Memorial studio. So few days pass, whatevs, right? We're moving on with life. Um, my job in, in the evening, I was the night guy, but also I was supposed to check on the other studios, make sure the commercials were playing on. We had like five or six automated stations and I never did my job. I never did it. And so <laughs> one night I was getting ready to watch my favorite show on FX, the shield. And I thought I'm just, I should just go make sure all the stations are running. God forbid. Right. And I'm like watching TV stoned. That would be bad. <laughs> So I go all around the building. I check all the studios. I get to the last one, and it's a news talk station, and there's a big glass window. And I go over to check the computer, and this is where the story gets good, you guys. I look up, and in the reflection on the glass, there's someone standing behind me. I thought it was Brian, the gay overnight guy. And I said, swear to God, I went, Brian, hang on one second. And I finished and I and I turned around and he wasn't there. So I walked out into the hallway. Now, I again, only reason I mentioned that Brian is gay is because Brian's kind of a sensitive person. And I thought Brian heard or Brian was offended that I didn't turn around right away. He's that petty. Okay? Oh, wow. That he's that he would be up. And so I walked out into the hallway. I'm like, Brian. Brian. I went out the back door. Uh, we have the doors that close slow and then slam and the whole building like shakes. So I would know if he had left, but I went out the front and the back and he's, his cars and he's nowhere to be found. And I'm like, that is so, I know he was, I saw someone standing behind me. Right. I started walking back towards my studio and I stopped next door to check the oldie station out. I walked in. I checked the studio, and as I turned this way, I looked up, and I, as I looked at Bob's face on the plaque, I realized he was the one standing behind me. Oh. So I walk into the studio. I got goosebumps right now. Look at my yeah. goosebumps right now telling you the story. An hour later, The Shield ends. Great episode, by the way. Brian comes walking in. And he said, swear to God, are you all right? You look like you've seen a ghost. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I said, why did you just say that? And he said, oh, my God, 
did you see Bob? <gasps> and I was like, uh, what are you talking about, dude? And he was like, oh, my God. He goes, I've been hearing Bob's voice coming out of the bathroom. And I was like, well, dude, I'll give you one better. He was standing behind me a little while ago. I thought it was you. Told him the whole story. He gets freaked out. I get freaked out. I end up going home. He he stays till the morning. Oh, wow. He waits around <laughs> till 8 o'clock. And he quits. He quits his job. Oh, my God. So I come in to work the next day. Boss calls me in the office and he's like, why are you fucking with Brian? And I was like, oh, like, well, I don't know what Brian telling you, but I'm like, some crazy stuff happened. I told those guys that exact story. And my boss yeah. was like, yeah, okay. And I was like, wow. I'm not making that up. Now, they hire a new girl to come in do overnights. So uh, I leave. She comes in. I'm like, hey, if you have any problems, let me know. I run her through all the stuff she has to know. Great. I leave. Don't hear from her. Bam. Next night, come back in. I'm like, hey, you know, I'm up late. If you if you have any questions, uh, how last night go? She goes, oh, you know what? I actually have a question for you. Now, this is also super interesting. She goes, and she's sitting in a studio, Todd, big glass, glass window, and then wall, and then big open door at the end of the thing. So if you walk past me, I would see you, right? And then you would disappear behind the wall. And if you kept going, I would see you through the door, which is open. Mm -hmm. She said around 3.30 in the morning, that's what time Bob used to show up. She said, this man came walking down the hallway. He passed the window, never passed the door. And so I, after a couple minutes, I got up to go introduce myself. He was gone. Take her by the hand. I walk her into the oldie studio. And I pointed to the plaque. I go, was that the guy you saw? She goes, oh, yeah, that's him. Who's he? I said, that's Bob. Bob's dead. <laughs> she called her husband. Her husband stayed with her all night. She waited till the morning, and she also quit. Oh, wow. I get called into the office again, and they're like, all right, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, you think this is like a prank? Like, right. I swear to God, I'm not doing anything. And they literally did. They were like literally accused me of, of, and I'm like, Brian, <laughs> Brian heard this before I did. It's like, I didn't make this up. And so um, a couple days later, one of my other buddies is like, I heard you're fucking with Brian. And I'm like, dude, I swear to God, just one of the other DJs. And we were sitting there talking. And again, a lot of these radio doors, there's like a glass slit so you could see inside of it. Me and this dude are talking. Mike is his name. Mike Kimball. He falls out of his seat. And I started laughing at him. I used to call him the jackass. That was his nickname. And I was like, jackass, what did you just do? Dude, he gets up. He looks like he's having a heart attack. And he goes, oh, my God. I saw Bob's face in the window. Oh. Like, literally, just Bob's face popped up. And he fell out of his chair. He goes and tells the boss. And again, they're like, Joe's screwing with you guys. And I'm like, how would I have done that one? It doesn't even make sense. Yeah. So, right. Um, as luck would have it, I was working my way out of there. I ended up coming back to Connecticut. I moved back and talked to a couple of my buddies up there um, about six months later. Get this craziness. There was a bunch more sightings, voices. Six months or so, 
and then it stops. And couple after a couple months of nothing, the boss who kept accusing me of the prank just had a weird feeling. And he went in and he pulled Bob's file and he checked Bob's contract out. And the contract that he was under when he died had expired two months earlier. And that's when it all stopped. So he was continuing to go to work. Again, he was so he was so looking forward to getting out of that contract because he just wanted to get out there and shake his thing and live his life. You know, he was on the cusp of retirement. And yeah, I think his soul, his spirit was trapped in that building. Wow. Joe, that's like a movie script. You just said that. <laughs> I know, right? That is a crazy story right there. And I've never that's... I've never told that on another podcast before. Now so you, but you're you're an, you're an atheist. You just think there's ghosts and it has nothing to do with God or anything. Yeah, I don't think I don't think necessarily if we have a soul of any sort or if there's you know because I I think it's more energy and again like dark matter, uh you know if if you understand dark matter the way science is saying it it it's all dark matters existed since the dawn of time, and it will always exist. So even if you die, you were already alive anyway, and you're not really dead because you're still part of the universe. Yeah, dark matter and what's the other one? Dark, dark. Uh, there's two of like it's the weirdest thing because you can't see it, but you know it's there. It's hard to explain. Yeah, dark energy. I think. Yeah, I again, I think I I believe that that I think that could be a real thing that I could buy. It, and again, you don't need a God for that to, to be a thing. Yeah, you know right, what I mean? Right. Just um, like spirits that are unrest and they feel like they have to finish something. I've seen enough evidence and watched enough ghost hunters that I'm convinced uh, <laughs> that there's there's or you know what? It even could be just another dimension. Even, you know, we don't understand dimensions necessarily. And I was just seeing something where there could be like 28 dimensions or 22 dimensions. Uh, and we just don't know how to see those. You could be talking about something happening within those other dimensions that I could also really believe. Right. So getting back to the third man factor. So the third man factor Jedi, it's kind of like when you're in some type of trouble or you're in a life or death situation, you feel like there's someone with you. You're not lonely at all. They're kind of helping you along. It's happened on 9-11 when a guy was trying to run out of the building. He felt something like grab his shoulder and push him to the ground, and he got out right before it collapsed. But, Jedi, one thing I did notice about the third man factor, it's almost always with hikers and stuff like that and people that are climbing mountains. You notice that? Or in the snow, right? Yeah. <laughs> people that are at high elevation who have a tendency because of the thin air to hallucinate. Yeah. Well, that that's the thing. That's the only reason that keeps me from believing this because it's like, obviously if you're freezing cold, you're going to start seeing things. It, it is kind of weird. That was the, did you see that in 1933 Jedi, the first guy, Frank Smith was trying to be the summit Mount Everest and he was a thousand feet away and he felt a guy so close to him that he took a piece of cake out of his pocket broke it in half and went to hand it to the his companion 
And it, and even when he got back to the bottom after he was kind of like nervous to tell people that he felt like someone was guiding him the whole way. Did you see yeah. that story, Jedi? Yeah, and that, you know, one of his, I guess, uh, helpers or whatever expeditioners that was with him kept saying, who's that third guy, right? Who's that third guy with you, that walking next to you? Yeah, right. And then I've seen a, a couple stories where there's three people and they all sense a fourth person. They call it the third man factor, but it can be like a second man and a third man and a fourth man. But so many people had the same thing. And even... I was going on Reddit and there was a big thread on it, Jedi. Mm -hmm. All sorts of people in car accidents, like they get the jaws of life and someone's in the car with them, like holding them and telling me it's going to be okay. It's I mean, there's so many people have had the same exact story. But you know, the funny thing too is, is like, remember sail sailors back in the day, they would say they would see a mermaid who guided them to safety. <laughs> yeah. <know>? It's kind of <laughs> like that too, right? Yeah, right. It's funny. I was telling a guy I used to work with about uh, he's he's a this guy's a big conspiracy guy. I used to be a UPS driver with him, and we were talking about shows, and he he believes in everything, and he's like, "You gotta do a show on mermaids. You can't rule them out." I told oh my you. God, I, I think I draw the line on mermaids. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I said that in the intro of our podcast. I think that especially we were black talk mermaids. About mermaids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I, that, that's the thing joe like when you're freezing cold or anything like that or you're in the water too long things start to like not be real Do you, you ever hear the stories of people that are in the water just like sitting there with their life vest on and they'll just take the vest off yeah the stories like that like for some reason they just like they don't want to wear it anymore and like they're so out of touch with reality from just like sitting in like the cold water that they'll just like take their vest off any chance wow. that's the third man? Like, dude, just take that vest off. You go right to the top. <laughs> Sometimes the third man's an asshole. <laughs> well, that happened a few years ago with, uh, what was it? A couple NFL players or something. It was some sport where their boat capsized and a couple of them drowned. And, like, one of them just took the vest off for some reason because they were just hallucinating and, like, losing touch with reality. Yeah, I'm telling you, man, that's that weird third man syndrome. Sometimes you know the third what? man's advice ain't solid. <laughs> <laughs> what I don't understand sometimes is when people don't know how to swim yet they go on a boat with oh, with no like yeah. I don't get that. I'm always amazed when you can't swim because if you go into a pool and you try to drown, you just kind of float to the top. It must be when you get, <laughs> it must be when you get nervous and start flailing everything. That's probably when you drown. No, you know what really does it for drowning? Although, yeah, look, in any situation, you got to stay calm. If you stay calm, you'll be better off. But uh, generally speaking, what, what gets people to drown is um, undercurrent. They're swept right. under. The undertone. Yeah. Yeah, the undercurrent undercurrents are tough, dude. And because I mean, even good swimmers, an undercurrent will, you know, next thing you know, you're like 35 yards away from where you started, and you're like, whoa, it happens quick. Yeah, that's why I don't surf. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, you good know idea. when you have to you know when you have to stay calm? Quicksand. When? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why oh, God. Why aren't you trying Todd, to get out? Oh, that's not going to help. I'm just Todd. I was watching this awful video yesterday of uh, wildebeest crossing uh, oh. the Mari River in Africa. 
and the leaders took them like the worst possible place to cross. The other side was all rocks. And so the wildebeest and a few zebras, as they got to the other side, the ones that didn't get attacked by uh, uh, crocs would get, and they'd start going up the, the rocks and they would fall. Some of them were breaking their legs and falling back into the rocks. One of them got stuck and was wedged on its back with its arms and legs flailing its head under the water like he's croc lunch. Oh my god. Oh, it was it was awesome, but also sad. Um, I'm not sure why I was telling you that story, Todd. <laughs> Just because I I guess because I like that had kind a of stuff. Syndrome over there, an animal yeah. third. <laughs> I don't know why I started telling you that story, but I will tell you this. I was talking to somebody earlier today, uh, a trans uh, woman um, who trans at 52 years old. And wow. she said, you know, she's she's her true self living her best life now. She's so happy. And it's all thanks to God. And I said, I'm sorry. I'm I don't want to give that guy. That guy did this to you in the first place. <laughs> don't forget that so i said the courage and support that got you through this transition those were humans those were your family and friends her spouse it stayed with her after initially was like what the and is is cool with it now that has nothing to do with a with god or a spirit or anybody else and i think that's what i was trying to get at this idea of like people are always quick to try to credit something else. I think we just sort of had that. I could see where somebody who's a little delusional yeah, would picture a, a another person being there. It's comforting in a time where we need it. You know, when you're a kid and in and, and some of your most tragic or worst moments, you might have had an imaginary friend. That's where they're most prominent is in terrible situations because we want to imagine uh, a companion to comfort us through trying times. The the other thing I was reading about the third man syndrome, it said we have to kind of treat it like it's it's within us, like adrenaline is. I, I was watching some of those like videos of people talking about how cars like flipped on like their dad or something and they lifted up a car and you know how you get that crazy adrenaline stories oh god yeah i love those stories yeah things you don't know you can do until like you have to use it like superpowers (laughs) they said there's no scientific explanation for the third man syndrome none whatsoever yeah, like I said, I, there's way too many stories of people have the same story to like think that it, it's not a real thing. And it does seem a, to be. It does seem to be connected with a lack of oxygen, though. It sounds like hiking, hiking <laughs> up mountains or being in water. That tends to be a thing. I'd like to see it happen on on dry land before I believe the third man's a thing. You know, <laughs> dry land though. But Joey, if you're on the Sahara Desert, you're still gonna hallucinate if it's too hot. <laughs> right there, you go. <laughs> we need like 68 degrees, like partly cloudy. Right. <laughs> nice, nice, cool temperatures just to see if this thing's real. <laughs> well, they say it's a coping mechanism, so. Yeah, I guess we would all have it in us. So yeah, I really do. I really think again the the idea of 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 just having a comforting hand. And again, look, you know, 
we're taught from a young age, most of us at least, that God's watching all the time. Those <laughs> of us that grew up Roman Catholic, we're told to pray to guardian angels. They're always there. They're on your shoulder. They're always watching. This elf on a shelf bullshit. Oh, my God. <laughs> this creepy thing is always watching you all night, and then it moves during the night. <laughs> so uh, we've already sort of imagined that we're being surveilled, that, that uh, again, the outer body experience, that somebody could be, that, a, that a, a mind outside of a body could be with you. It's again, it's something that a three-year-old can imagine. That's how the human brain works. So again, I just think when it, you're probably more, I would be curious, Todd, if the people that have had these visions didn't all have imaginary friends as kids. Interesting. I'd like to know that. Or if they didn't trip balls while they were in college. <laughs> the LSD comes back on you, kid. You know what I mean? <laughs> Well, Joe, another thing, when I was looking this up, it said third man syndrome, this and that. And then it said religions. I'm like, religion should have nothing to do with it. Why would that matter? It's there or it's not. You know what I mean? Has yeah. all the religions. That, that's such bullshit. Well, again, there's that famous story of the walking in the sand. And in my moments of need, there was only one set of footprints. And the person says to Jesus, where were you during my trying times? And Jesus is like, there's only one set of footprints because I was carrying you. You guys know that story? <laughs> yes. No, I don't. You, oh, it's like a it's like a uh, it's like it's a like parable a from the Bible. Right. Yeah, yeah, that that God, uh, you know, this guy's looking back on his life, Todd, and he yeah. he it's him and Jesus walking step and step, but through the trying times, he's alone. And he says to Jesus, like, why was I alone then? And this is when Jesus is like, no, there's only one set of footprints because you see mine. That's when I was carrying you. So again, it's something that's ingrained in a lot of people's minds. Just the idea that it could happen. Whether or not it can, Todd, is, is, is not for me to say. Jedi, whether or not it can or can't, we go into these situations believing that that's a real thing. No, but I've I've met like people in my life and been like, you know what? I'm glad that they were there because they really helped me along their way. They're, you know, regular, real human beings. Think about how we met. Right. I believe truly that everything happens for a reason. And I believe that everybody you meet in life, you meet for some reason or another. You know, again, the right. way Todd and I connected and the way you and Todd connected <laughs> is bizarre. Right. I got a weird call on like at, during Easter dinner from this like <laughs> UPS driver <laughs> who was like, hey, I want to start a podcast. And I was like, what? Can I call you in like an hour? I'm eating dinner. It's the most <laughs> random thing in the world. But yeah, right, Todd? And Todd and I had one conversation. He was like, yeah, I want to do a podcast with you. I'll do it with you and your kind. He didn't even want to check out the competition. And, 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 so again, I think everything happens for a reason. You know, again, right. you guys you guys with the same birth, like, what are you kidding me? That's so weird. I like, there's, there's, is. tell me there's, there's not more to it than that. That's not a coincidence that that happened. Like, that was meant to be. And I believe that. And I, I, I'm telling you, this is how I've gotten through, like, my life. Because I've had some shitty things happen. My uh, ex-wife uh, just reached out to my daughter 
Um, they haven't talked in years. She sent her a friend request on Facebook wow. and then took it and then took it back. Um, oh. I know. And then just my daughter sent her a nasty message and told her to fuck off. And she just messaged me a few minutes ago uh, to say that my daughter sent her a nasty message. And I was like, bro, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, she's your daughter, too, technically. Uh, you know, maybe don't send her a friend request and take it back. I don't know if you did it by accident or on purpose, but that, oh my that's gosh. a you thing. That's yeah. cruel. Yeah, that's awful. But that's how that's how the world works. You know, uh, I get over stuff like that um, because I'm of the mindset that even the bad stuff that happens in your life, the bad relationships the jobs you got fired everything everything was meant to be in the grand scheme of things you just gotta you gotta be open to the idea of like when bad stuff happens find the silver lining there's probably a reason why that happened and i think in some of your worst times too it's when you find out who your real friends are oh that's true and and oh. and to me that's that's pretty valuable when when you've been through some shit and you know who you could count on, it kind of makes going through that worthwhile in, in, in the long run. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. That's beautiful, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> be on a Hallmark card. <laughs> One thing we learned today is we can't talk about uh, school shootings again. That was a downer right up the bat. <laughs> who came yeah. up with that? Yeah, terrible idea. Well, you asked me if I saw anything in the news. <laughs> so, Joe, now your brother, the uh, EMT, what was that situation like? Did you say he like felt like he saw his soul leave the body? Yes. And like I've said before, dude, he's one of my favorite people on the planet, not because he's my brother. He and I have a lot in common. We talk a lot about this kind of stuff. And he knows how I feel about religion. He's not necessarily a religious person, but like I've said before in this show, he, it's seeing people die in his arms. It's happened a couple times now. People he doesn't even know. Car accidents, bam, there he is. Watch him die. He's like, I, I saw the soul leave their body. And you and can't explain like, it. It's, right. And again, yeah. I, I mean, I respect him enough as a dude to be like, I'm not gonna be like, damn, I don't buy it. You know, if he says he saw something like that, right. Then then maybe there's there's something more to it. Again, like I said before, Todd, does it mean there's a God? No. There doesn't have to be anything connected to anything else, but there is energy. We know that's what dark matter is. Um, and if that's what we're made of and that's kind of our place in the universe, I could see where that thing is heading off to the cosmos. Yep. Another thing I was reading about how I said that it's inside of you, this is inside of you. Like, um, adrenaline is I was reading and it said, there's something called terminal lucid terminal lucidity. And that's say you're in hospice and you have, uh dementia you don't know anything like maybe like 20 minutes before you're about to die all of a sudden like you're completely coherent understanding everything that that's kind of crazy they said that's like a yeah. thing that can happen no but remember we did that podcast on lucid dreaming yes mm -hmm. and they said that they were saying that you could transcend as well to like other dimensions and stuff like that so 
Yeah, that's think about crazy. this too. Think about all of the chemical reactions that happen. I mean, you're you just we perceive sound through chemical reactions in our brains. All of our senses are are chemical reactions that our brain associates with sound, smell, uh, and 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 vision. All of that stuff. So again, understand that that there's there's chemical reactions happening, neurons and protons in your brain. Right. Uh, those things could short circuit uh, and you could see some shit. I, I definitely think that's true. <laughs> Joe doesn't want us to just let us believe that this is a thing. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, you know, I'm trying to I'm trying to keep hope alive here. Like, uh, you know what I'm saying? I'm shooting your thing down, but like, I'm not letting it go all the way to the ground. You know what I'm right, saying? Right. I'm trying to keep it like, oh, maybe though, but probably not. But maybe. May the force be with you, Joe. <laughs> I listen. I, you know, I I've seen other things too, where you know people claim that they've died and they've gone to the other side, stuff like that. You know, it gets you wondering. You know, again, what whatever that might be, or whatever you know, like there's, Todd. Like I've said before, I'm, I, you know, I'm a know-it-all, a little obnoxious, I'm sure. I don't pretend I know everything. I, I'm, I'm not that conceited to act like I, I couldn't, like I, I could rule out the possibility of this or that. I don't. You know, I'm open. To, I'm, but here's the other thing. It doesn't always, maybe it's not what you think it is or what Jedi thinks it is or what I think it is. Maybe it's something different. Yeah. yeah you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's why I love talking about this stuff and I love doing this show because whether it's real or not, someone perceives it as a reality. And that's fascinating to me, you know? And I want to know why or how or what the possibilities are. I'm so fascinated by that stuff. Um, I could totally buy, I totally buy this. I, I, and I, and again, like I said, and I, I, I talk to people who are religious taught all the time and they're like, you know, thanks to Jesus and thanks to God. And I'm like, Oh, stop it. You, you mustered up the courage yourself. You did that. You should be proud of yourself. You know, why do you want to attribute it to a ghost somewhere in the sky? It doesn't even make sense. Well, it's funny because I because I, it means something to them, you know. But they're they're giving the credit to an imaginary friend for all intents and purposes. But, That's what's happening, Maybe, Jedi. If it makes him feel better, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm. I'm serious. I'm not gonna like tell him. Oh, uh. But I think for the people that are insecure and missing something that find religion. And they, they're like, I just felt something inside of me. I'm like, it was courage. And you did that yourself. And maybe you're so insecure and weak that you need to attribute it to somebody or something else. But that was you. Take the credit. Maybe that's their third man. That's their third man. Yeah. That, <laughs> hey, listen, even God and Jesus had a third man, the old Holy Ghost. Exactly. It's the way to roll. Joe, I don't know if it was like Al Roker or someone, but I remember they were thanking God after they got their stomach stapled. <laughs> Dude, my mom, when I went in for my heart surgery, my mother was like, I'm praying for you. And I was like, Mom, I I'm going to put my faith in the doctors. You know, I I'm going to I'm going to pray that these guys 
attended all the classes they were supposed to. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I'm praying for. Um, again, I got a new lease on life. I, you know, I went to the cardiologist the other day. My heart's functioning a hundred percent like it's supposed to. I'm great. I'm doing, yeah, it, this has been an amazing recovery that I've gone through. And my mom's like, thank God for doing that. God didn't do it. Also, who caused it in the first place? It would also be his fault. If we were, if we were given credit to and fro, it would be he who caused it and he who taketh away. Not so, the soda drinking. Well, not the soda <laughs> drinking, Jedi. Why give it to me in the first place, though? Right? Like that's yeah. a like that's a that's a manipulative thing. Like God gave you a heart attack, Joe, and then he saved you. You should be eternally grateful. Fuck you. I didn't ask for a heart attack, dick. Right. Why it's would like, I be thankful of that? It's like a kid that gets cancer. Yeah. He gave the kid cancer and then he cured him. Yay. What? I don't understand that. I and know. again, it was the doctors and nurses who treated me, who fixed me. Nothing to do with God. Well, I pray their hands are steady. Well, their hands will be steady as long as they're not drinking. Uh, and Hartford Hospital has good rules on that, and these guys clearly abided by it. So, again, <laughs> give the credit to the human beings. Joe, so I, I teach in a, um, a, a religious school, and it's kind of funny how you said, like, from a young age, because, like, all the kids I teach are extremely religious because they're told to. Meanwhile, yeah. their neighbors and their friends who go to public schools would be like, oh, no, God, God isn't. They only believe in it because that they go to the school. As somebody who did that, who went through that, I could tell you right now, I was told in my school that my outside friends at public school were pagans who were influenced by the devil. That's what I was told. Because my friends, when I was young, I played baseball in town. So I had public school friends, like way more than most kids in a Catholic school. And my public school friends were like, dude, God's not real. Like, that's all bullshit that you guys are learning there. You know what I mean? So I was kind of tipped off. I was like, so I'm in religion class reading some of this shit. And I'm like, oh, no, those dudes are right, man. This stuff. Is, <laughs> the, they, they, the walls collapsed because they were they were playing a trumpet. Okay. Yeah, okay. Maybe that. Oh, oh, a, a bow, uh, a flood. It rained for a few days and the whole earth was flooded. Mm, all right. I see what's going on here. My uh, my buddy's son just turned eight and he went into his dad's drawer today to get something. It was today or yesterday. And he found all his tooth fairy teeth. And it was like an epiphany. He went downstairs and he was like, Santa. Tooth Fairy, Easter Bunny, like he he had it all figured out by finding those yeah. teeth, and they uh, they denied it. Dude, that then, poor kid was like, "What was the usual suspects?" Were like, you know, he started seeing like, "Oh my god, they've yeah. been lying to me my whole life." <laughs> <laughs> so they, again, yeah. again, what do I always tell you, dude? Don't lie to kids. And here, your buddy, your buddy's an idiot because listen, if you're gonna tell your kid a lifelong lie. Why would you keep the evidence? What are you all <laughs> moron? What's wrong with you? You want to keep the facade up? You got to toss those teeth in the trash. Okay. Maybe he's gonna make a necklace. 
Also, Jedi, are, would you be cool with your mom saving your teeth? That DNA that's traceable now? <laughs> They're doing that we, kid dirty. We have a friend that just got the, the dog, uh, the ancestry for dogs. Are you serious? Yeah. There's such a thing. And let oh, me yeah. guess. Let me yeah. guess. Came from a wolf. <laughs> Ancestry solve. Oh my You know God. what? That person's a bigger moron than your other buddy. <laughs> That's what I just figured out. So Jedi, what's the difference between the third man and um guardian angel? I guess they're similar similar depending on what you believe, because it's some kind of spiritual president presence for the third man right when you're experiencing some kind of trauma like seriously go on to reddit if you're listening and just type in third man syndrome and or third man factor and just all the stories people in car accidents it's like the same exact story well it's like yeah you're leaving out i think the most famous third man story there ever was charlie you know charlie Charlie, he was with O.J. Simpson the night that, well, I oh guess Charlie, <laughs> I guess Charlie butchered up Nicole and Ron while O.J. was watching and telling Charlie, no, no, man, don't do that. <laughs> it's amazing what these yeah. third guys can do. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> you get a good third man, Todd. He'll do anything you want. No questions asked. See, I remember where I was that day when he got found innocent. I don't remember where I was when Donald Trump. I'll never forget that. Like when they ever said not guilty, that was unreal. I don't I mean, know. I don't know which one is worse, Jedi OJ or Casey Anthony. I was just about to say that. Oh. That might have been the only person who was more clearly guilty and more deserving than OJ Simpson. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, come to Disney World with me. I gotta show you where I work. Oh, sorry, that was all a lie. <laughs> what, why would you lie about that? Oh, dude, she's too much. Although I will say this, I hate to admit it, but Casey Anthony's hot. Yeah, she's she's kind of attractive. She really is, and she's only gotten more attractive as time's gone on. <laughs> I kind of felt though that her father kind of like helped her with it. I I don't know. I mean, it, the whole family was kind of weird the way they reacted. Jedi, there's definitely more to the story, right? I think yeah. I think I agree with you there. Uh, I don't know what happened. Clearly, there they know a lot more than than they've ever let on. But yeah, and also OJ did it. <laughs> Joe, so when they said to Casey Anthony, like, okay, not guilty, can she immediately be like, ha ha, I did it? Like, yes, yeah. A hundred percent, right? She could a hundred percent like write that book that she did it, and there's nothing we'd be able to do about it. Well, OJ wrote that book, right? If I did it, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he had a lot of details in that book for someone that didn't do it. <laughs> yeah, good old Charlie, third man, third wheel. So do you think Ronald Goldman was definitely with his wife or do you think he was just like bringing glasses back? No, they were hooking up. I got, I got that. I got that years ago from somebody that was very familiar with the whole situation. Oh yeah. I think uh, I remember that. Yeah. I think I told you that. Yeah. No, they, they were in a relationship. Yep. 
they were trying to protect poor Ron, who unnecessarily got butchered, you know? Oh, yeah, and that that goes back to the um oh what's that episode we had when uh things happen like for like a reason? What what's that thing called? We did a show on it, the something effect. The butterfly effect. Oh yeah, the butterfly effect. Like some guy dropped the ball in the end zone and it gave the Bills the number one pick. Yeah. And then Nicole Simpson got her head chopped off. Yeah. Yeah. Because of that drop dead so fast. Yeah, and the Kardashians <laughs> wouldn't be a thing. And right. <laughs> so funny. So true though. And again, part of my whole full, I think everything happens for a reason. I do believe in the butterfly effect that I definitely believe in, um, mm -hmm. you know, that, that the littlest thing does have major kind that I buy. Oh yeah. I think I'm I think I'm in on this third man thing. I think I'm buying it. I don't know what it is, but I like it. <laughs> well, yeah. Cause I've always believed in the guardian angel and stuff like that. So it's kind of like the same thing. Todd, when I was a kid, again, being a Catholic school kid, you know, when we lost something, you you pray to St. Christopher. Right. Uh, when you're lost, you pray to St. Anthony. Like, you know, and again, you find something, you're like, oh, damn, wow, it worked. And then I think about all the times where it didn't work, you know? And yeah. it's like, wait yeah. a minute. Like, those four or five times it did work, what about all the times it didn't? But yeah. the times that did work, I was like, oh, but when it didn't work, I also wasn't like, huh. I just kind of yeah. let it go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Mm, so well, weird. <laughs> actually, Jedi, the thing I just asked you about what's the difference? I feel like the third man is something within you, and a guardian angel is like someone maybe who died is looking over you. I see. Well, both of them say that they show up when you need comfort and support and aid. So. Like I said, it depends on what you believe. Right. That Frank Smith story is still so weird how he felt like there was a guy with him the whole time. But again, Joe, that could show he's hallucinating because he knows there wasn't a second person. Right. <laughs> <Really>? Yeah. <laughs> I came up here alone, but then I tried to give this guy some cake. I swear <laughs> to God, it was real. Yeah, you're tripping your balls off, dude. Clearly. You knew there wasn't another. You didn't come with another person. Dude, I still can't get over. First of all, those people that try to summit those mountains are, are insane. But a lot of times it'll be like, I think a guy froze to death in Mount Washington. And I think it was like uh, beginning of September or something. You get to the top and it's like negative degrees. You know what I mean? In the bottom, it's like 60 degrees. Why yeah. do people want to do that? I, I I don't understand why they want to well jedi that that uh it didn't start like this like old uh the first guy that went up kilimanjaro or whatever or you know mount everest but it has really become something for social media yeah I, yeah i see that i have a, a, a very wealthy relative uh who's got two spoiled kids uh and they all <laughs> went up they literally all went up mount everest and I can tell you right now, they're all lazy people. It was the Sherpas that got them. Like they didn't, they, they the guys they didn't struggle up there. Oh, huh? no, 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 oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, dude, why did you guys even do that? Like you didn't really do it. The fuck out of here. You know, 
It's just a status thing. They're not, and they're not yeah. even hikers. They've never even hiked. Like <laughs> they live near a hill, and they've never, they've never gone to that. So why, <laughs> not, why Everest for the pictures? It's all it yeah. is. That's funny. If there was social no such... media is the downfall of America. Yeah, I know. That's what I was trying to get at. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. You were right. I should have just agreed. The show could have been like ten minutes. Todd, I Yo, disagreed, my... and the show ends up being fifty-six minutes. There you go. So that's my bad. <laughs> my sister, my sister was married to this guy, and everything on Facebook was like, his name was Drew. They're like. Me and Drewski, like I love my Drew, this and that, and then I'm like over how she's like Drew's such a fucking idiot. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm like, what of all these posts on Facebook, fake book, yeah. or whatever. My soulmate, I love him. We're like best friends. Yeah, yeah, I'm telling you, dude, it's it is it is the house of cards. It's all we all have a house of cards. That's what social media is. Here's my best life. I'm totally living it. It's like no, you're not. Not even close. <laughs> You got that one picture though, so that's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have another friend that's always posting pictures with her husband. They're so happy, this and that. And then I notice pictures without him. And now how people do like the friggin' hundred hashtags at the end of pictures. It says like single mom, single life. I'm like, wait, what just happened? Yeah. <laughs> Here's let me tell you something. Anybody who gets anybody who renews their vows, somebody cheated. <laughs> If you got friends like, hey, we're renewing our vows, just be like, did she cheat on you or did you who who did it? Okay. Uh, and anybody who carries on social media about their significant other has a terrible relationship. And that's the reason that they're constantly talking about it is they're trying to get ahead of it. You know who else cheated, Joe? People have the joint Facebook accounts. It'll be like (laughs) (laughs) it'll have both their first names and their last name. Yeah, Brian and Mary Jenkins. That's an interesting name on your account, there, guys. (laughs) Who's who's running this thing? Yeah, definitely a cheater. (laughs) A Jedi. Do you have anything else in the third man factor? No, that's it. All right, so check us out on uh, Clovercrest Media, Crimes, Conspiracies, and Beyond. Yeah, I think that's it, Jedi. Well, March, the end is here. Thank you so much for listening. And please subscribe and buy us a coffee if you want to support us and buy me a coffee. Check us out also, yeah, on Facebook, Spotify, Clovercrest Media. And um, there might be somebody next to you. You never know. <laughs> Thank you.